Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Happy New Year, everybody, and good morning. Peter Boyle's on the air everywhere on a Saturday. Great-looking day. 53 will be the high and 43 on Sunday. It's Saturday morning, December the 30th, 2023. 303-696-1971 is our phone number. We have, a, I think, a really great show. A highlight will be the book on Ernie Pyle. Ernie Pyle was the, probably the great, without a doubt, the greatest war correspondent um, in all time. Second World War, a hero to the enlisted man. And now a new, new bio is out on Ernie Pyle. We'll do that. Steve Harms with us on the Iron Claw. But I do want to open with this whole Ramsey renewal. And it's just sickening to me. It's Channel 9 again at its best worst. And other newspapers and people telling or saying things about this is a mystery, a cold case, a cold case file that has to be reopened. Let me remind you all, and then we got some folks to come on. Um, Jean Benet, actually her name was John John Benet Patricia, uh, named after her mother Ramsey. She was six at the time. She was a beauty queen. She'd found murdered in her home in Boulder, Colorado. December the 26th of 1996. And for anybody, Channel 9 in particular, I understand, I understand, I don't know this, that Netflix is here and they've they've lined up with people like Paula Woodward and Michael Tracy. And I don't know these things to be true, but my sources are pretty strong. And we're going to see a, um, a John, the, the Innocence of the Ramses Netflix series, if that's true. Now, here she was. She was Little Miss Colorado. She was Little Miss Charleroi, Michigan. She was Colorado State All-Star Kid, cover girl. Uh, she was um, America's Royal Miss. And she was na- in the National Tiny Miss Beauty. And her parents killed her. The grand jury said so. This is what's so angry. We can play, and I got some folks I want to get on to talk about losing Don, but they got about a 20-second punch uh, that uh, was on nine talking about this is a mystery. Um, Lou, if you would. This week marked 27 years since John Vinay Ramsey was reported missing from her home in Boulder and found dead. Investigators with Boulder PD say they're looking over a new review of the evidence by a team of cold case experts. They brought in the panel of outside investigators this year to figure out if new technology and forensic testing has a chance at finding new leads in the six-year-old's killing. Now, the grand jury saw everything and... It wasn't until afterward that one of the grand jurors, we say, leaked. Now, 1996, she's a little girl who won all these prizes. The grand jury alleges that Patricia Pa Ramsey, who died from ovarian cancer in 2006, and her husband, John Bennett Ramsey, and I'll quote you the grand jury leak, did permit a child to be unreasonably placed in a situation that posed a threat of injury, and to the child's life and health, which results in the death 
of John Benet Ramsey. The grand jury also alleges each parent did render assistance. Now you go on from there. 1990 it was all the all the months that the grand jury worked and sat and listened and watched. And the grand jury came back, and Alex Hunter, for whatever reasons, Alex Hunter did not pull the pin on John and Patsy Ramsey. But there is not a mystery to this. The grand juror who saw the original evidence in the John Benet Ramsey case has spoken to people privately, not to me. But the question was still answered. She was killed, save the grand jury, by her parents. Her parents, John and Patsy, now they deny all this, of course, but the Boulder Police Department always believed that they had enough evidence for the for the district attorney to charge John Monet's parents with the murder. But after the grand jury sees everything, sees everything, they wanted to indict the parents for the murder of the little girl. So Channel 9, shame on you. Netflix, if it's true, shame on you. Michael, Michael Tracy, that's par for the course. Paula Woodward, of course, it's par for your course as well. But that little girl's life was taken. And what's sad to me is the grand jury leaks and says, without a doubt, the parents are should have been charged for the murder of that little girl. And it angers, I think, people that knew from the inside that, that they had done it. But um, for whatever reason, Channel 9 in particular and many other media outlets and radio people have played this game, and it's very dangerous. Now, in the meantime, what I like to do is bring on the radio show and Lou, if you would, uh, this is Paul Bailey with his number one, and then Don Reggae's brother, Reed, who is in Louisville, Kentucky. So let's begin with Reed. Reed, good morning, and thanks for coming on the show on this morning that um, we want to talk about so much about your brother. But thank you for doing it, and good morning. Good morning to you, Peter. Now, if the conversation is directed towards the idea that Don owes you money, well, then we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> I know. I said that, too. <laughs> And also to Paul Bailey, who was kind enough to contact me. Hey, Paul, thanks, man. Good morning and welcome to 710. Good to be on. Thanks. And, and tell, yeah, we know Reed, that's his brother. Donnie was his brother. But, Paul, how did you know uh, Don Reggae? Well, <clears throat> we had various adventures over the years. I live in Boulder. He lives in Boulder. And we got into trouble. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't the only one that got into trouble with Don. Um I'll quickly tell the story. Uh, Donnie was a listener, and we went back, and I've been trying to tell people this story, but we actually produced an album uh, to, to get together. Yeah. It was called Two Years, No Justice, and Twelve Annoying Songs, and Donnie named it, by the way. I didn't name that one. And uh, so he was a listener, and I had come up with Werewolf of Boulder, and I I was... We were it was a bumper uh, bumper music on on six thirty K how, and we were leading the league in this investigation, and I did Werewolves of Boulder, and um, Donnie contacted me, and said, you know, I can I can do that song, and I think did didn't Don have a have a studio in his basement, Paul? Do I remember that correctly? Yeah, a very nice yeah. studio, and uh, he could produce. A lot of stuff there, very, very professionally. And then we did, I think the next song we did was Only in Boulder, which was a takeoff on Roy Orbison's Only the Lonely. 
and um, and it was we worked together for two and a half years. I dubbed our company Media Horror Productions because we, I, I got called a media whore by somebody that was on the Ramsey team, and so I just took it and flipped it, and we became Media Horror Productions. And um, <laughs> the rest we say is history, but what I do did not know is that we lost Don. Um, what what a what a hit, Reed. I mean, it must have been for all of you. Yes. Yes, it uh, uh, continues to be distressing, but uh, uh, Don came down with uh, some blood disease uh, as much as a year ago, and it progressed, and it progressed to the point that they called it leukemia, and uh, he was being treated for that uh, to try and get his red and white blood cells in order so that he could have a transplant, and prior, uh, within weeks of when he was uh, scheduled for the transplant is when he actually passed. And yeah. that was on July 24th. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I did not know he was sick. I mean, we, we always stayed in touch. But that part of Donnie was so private. He, he was like that, which is yeah. rather interesting because uh, I would have to describe him as a private extrovert yeah no and so if you gave him a stage if yeah. you allowed him to be a media whore he yeah. would absolutely take advantage of that but other than that when it came to uh what he was doing personally uh he was very guarded about that i mean i was thinking so much because we were going to talk about this and what how impactful he was in my life um because you know you can only imagine the heat that i was taking uh, about saying that the Ramseys were who they were, and what really it's sidebar again, but these last days, and Paul, jump into this if you would, please, to see this idea. They they did a show, and they had Lou Schmidt's daughter on. <laughs> and she Lou whispers a name to her on her deathbed. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got the name, say the name. If you got the, you know, I mean, we went through John Mark Carr. We've been through all of these alleged, you know, supposed true killers. Well, the killers are the Ramses. And Paul, oh, Peter, Paul, I, I, I think she probably whispered Rosebud. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's the sled. Um, well, I think the thing, the great thing about Don was that he could be improvisational on the moment. Yes. Of things that were in the news and take and run with it. And yeah, he could do the professional uh, version later, but he could just off the top of his head be uh, very spontaneously creative. And that applied to all his different uh, avocations that he got into beyond just media production and and web design and management, things like that. One of the moments that they, they were coming after me, is when we exposed um, Pastor uh, Ted Haggard with the New Life Church, and the prostitute, his name, and we're still great friends, was Mike Jones. And uh, Mike Jones chose me to um, reveal these details of what was going on with uh, Pastor Ted. And um, I broke the story. And it was, I mean, Jerry Bell is a great version of what happened, and but we came up with me and Mrs. Jones, me and Mr. Jones from Billy Paul's, the, me and you know me and Mrs. Jones. But I did mm-hmm. the, the I did the words and and Donnie killed it. 
and and it's, everything he was doing is still very topical. Like, please come to Denver. Immigration stuff. Oh you yeah, know, oh, that, did it all. That is still happening. Uh, you know, fat tax mm-hmm. for fast track. They're talking about rail again. It's all the stuff that he did yeah. is still valid. Oh yeah, uh, criticism or commentary. We we um, and then in in Boulder Library. Um, <laughs> where, where that's another Pete Boyle's moment, and the dangling, uh, they, yeah. the dangling b- b- this they were not the woman who later was very angry at me. She would not allow the American <laughs> flag. The librarian would not allow the American flag to um, to be flown, but they had these uh, twenty one life sized peni, and they had them hanging right near remember, the children's section, multi multicolored penises. And so this guy went and stole them, <laughs> and, and he brought them to the radio station, and <laughs> and I and I started knocking this tune around, and Donnie came up with El, the El Dildo Bandito, I think was the name of the song, right? And uh, oh God, we took heat for that, and <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know back to, back to the Ramses that you were talking about, Peter. Uh, you mentioned the first three songs that you guys did, and I know that you had an album's worth of material. Uh, I, I was thinking that uh, Big Bad John was one of the original ones. That was I one. Yeah, well, yeah I order. think that, that was our third one, and I came up with Big, Big, Big John, um, a takeoff on yeah. uh, Big yeah. Bad John, John Ramsey, and um, by this time they're really on to us. <laughs> they're on, yeah, and, and Don right. Don lived in Boulder. I you know I was I was a, I was a, and remain a Denver guy, but. Donnie lived there, and then we start taking radio shows up there, and um, and and, and I, then I met him. I, I actually I think we did three songs together, and I had not met Don. Let me tell folks what's going on. Paul Bailey's with us, and Don Reggae's brother Reed, who's in Louisville, Kentucky, and the Ramseys are back in the news. And I'll tell you what's despicable. Uh, people seem to want to forget that the grand jury. Uh, in 1999, wanted to indict uh, John and Pat Rat uh, for doing the job. And there was a grand jury who saw the original evidence in the, in the Ramsey case, and he spoke out. And he said, no, we wanted to indict them both for murder. Let's quickly overlook the Channel 9 and out, other outlets. And that, I, Lou Schmidt's daughter with a secret name. I mean, that was despicable. But So come, we're going to play some of this stuff. Um, it's... Um, and which one we got, Lou? Which which song we got? Werewolf of Boulder. This was the first one. This is how Don and I met. I started singing Werewolf of Boulder on the air when I have a... I couldn't carry a tune if my life depended on it. But Donnie did. So you want to put the guys on hold? Put them on hold. Lou, this was the first of our songs. We've lost a brilliant, brilliant guy. The loss of Don Reggae. Here we go. This is the Werewolf of Boulder. John Ramsey. I saw a werewolf with an Italian menu in his hand Walking down Boulder's Pearl Street Mall He was looking for a place called Passage's Gonna get himself some spaghetti and meatballs Ah, ooh, werewolf of Boulder Ah, ooh, ah, 
first one. And it was aimed at, of course, John Ramsey, as these songs all were. But we picked up on everybody. We, we Everybody got clipped. Um, what's the next one you got, Lou, so we can go back to Paul and to read and get a take? The next one we got is the, oh, the Grand Jury, or the Grand Jury song. Um, well, let's just play part of that, and I'll go back to Paul and to uh, Don's brother Reed. If you would, kick it in. This is about the ring. Be like, be happy. The grand jury in Boulder. Watching, listening, and seeing everything about the Ramses. Police have finally done their work. And now they'd like to talk to Burke. Grand jury. The Ramses. You've seen their ads, you've read their flyers. John and Patsy say the cops are liars. Grand jury. The Ramses. Grand jury. <laughs> what a talent. And then the grand jury that came out and said, like arrest again. they did it. Let's go back, we can, to read into uh, Paul. He was on the fly. I mean, and I used to say to him all the time about media whore that I was about 10 or 15% a media whore, and the rest of it was your brother. (laughs) And you can hear his brilliance. You can hear, I mean, I would come up with these crazy ideas, but they they were worthless without Don. Well, uh, what impressed me is is that I I know that you you two collaborated on, on the words and certainly the concepts. But then he, he would go on and uh, nourish that mm. and play every single instrument and do the vocals and uh, do the production of it. And as you mentioned to me, you would give him deadlines that would <laughs> give him it's make Always on Friday. <laughs> and he, he used to tell me, why don't you? Because I don't know where I get the ideas, but I would get the idea. And on Friday, I'd call him, Donnie, you know, we can do this. And he'd go, um, why do you do this to me on Friday? And then we did a contest once called "Win a Date with Don Ragged." With Don Ragged, did he ever tell you about that? <laughs> yeah, I think he probably we got, took had, we had a limo. We had a limo. Right. Win a date with Don Ragged. Yeah, and uh, God, I mean, I thought yeah. so much about him since you and I spoke about Don Ragged's gone, and um, what a what a terrible lo- loss. And he was so significant, so important to what we were doing at the time. Um, making life miserable for the Ramses and other people around them. Oh, he he relished on making life miserable for others. (laughs) (laughs) That was a specialty. And uh, when he had that date, I think that was prior to when he ended up becoming an Aussie impersonator. Yeah, well, that was later, yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. When his hair grew longer and he but, got a little larger, which he, oh, he yes, did trim down and, yeah. trim, and trim his hair later in life. He always talked but about for one that. year. Yeah, he yeah. know he. I'm, I'm telling you, he would. He'd come down to the radio station is when we did win a date with with Don Reggae. and some woman. I mean, a bunch of women actually really, really. And we had a limo and some place for dinner and. And I, yeah, we I, did another I, thing with uh, Alema one time where we, <clears throat> when he was in his Aussie yeah, year, yeah. and we uh, grabbed a limo, went yeah. to Mile High Stadium, and uh, were able to talk our way into the oh. Coors Suite. 
and oh. just <laughs> just stumbling in, and he was doing the whole shtick, and yeah. it was hilarious. Mike Jones, when we did um, me and me and Mr. Jones, which was a take on me and Mrs. Jones, and um, we played we played it first for Mike Jones. I remember that we auditioned it for Mike in the studio. And Donnie was there, Donnie and I, because we thought, man, this is stepping over a line. This was a not not that we really cared, but I I, I cared about Mike Jones, and uh, mm-hmm. and I we played it, and I remember Mike telling Donnie that he had lost his mom that year, and that her one of her favorite songs was "Me and Mrs. Jones," and um, he said that um, she was. Looking down from heaven and loving the song, and that made that lit your brother up. We were like, saying, "Okay, okay, we can play it," um, because he, you know, he really, you know, he he gave up um, Ted Haggard, who then later that later t- uh, tied into other cases. So that was a Pat Sullivan got tied into that. Um, well, that that was an extraordinary circumstance oh. when instead of asking for forgiveness, you guys asked for permission first. What? Yeah, with with Mike, we did because Mike was so significant, yeah. and we oh, yeah, to, because yeah. his mother, yes, certainly, because they they didn't believe me when I say we didn't give a rat's rear end about other people, but <laughs> and then and I we take a pause, we'll come back. But um, do we have uh, Paula the Brown Nose? We don't. That was our <laughs> perfect timing of the year. That was always oh, great, and uh, she, God, she hated us. <laughs> she, they, and then he did uh, Lisa Levitt Reichman, Lisa with the two last two last names. We did that. Uh, it, it, there was no, there was no end to it. And I would have these, and Donnie called them brain farts. And and I'd, it was always like on a Friday. I don't know why it was always a Friday. I'd come on, he said, "You wrecked my weekend." And then he would produce this. <laughs> Uh, 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 the song or whatever we did. Uh, Don Reggae, um, m- my partner, but media whore, believe me, was Don Reggae. And he's gone. I, I mean, I, it, I mean, it is, sh- I um, sidebarred all of this. A guy I grew up with, we were, you know, kids together and very close as kids. And I lost him. Um, mm. Over the like on, I got a phone call from his son. I think it's like, and I really so wanted to do this tribute to Donnie. Hang on, you guys. Let me let me do a couple of things here. Um, Patsy, John, Channel Nine, lies and cover-ups. The Lynn losing Don Reggae coming up. The book on Ernie Pyle, and then Steve Harms on Iron Claw, on um, the, this film that's getting a lot of attention on the Von Erichs. Are you all set for the winter season? If not, then you need to check out Arvada Army Navy Surplus. The place is great, serving customers in Old Town Arvada since 1984. A vast collection of ski and insulated work gloves and winter hats and boots. Your selection of Carhartt jackets and um, heavyweight sweatshirts and rugged pants. It's a great place. We rode our motorcycles up there, and I was going, damn, do you see this place? They also have premium hiking and work socks, so whether you're a seasoned winter outside person or a beginner looking to have some fun, you'll find exactly what you need. Arvada Army Navy Surplus. Stephen and the staff, highly knowledgeable. They'll assist you in finding all the gear you need uh, for your next winter outdoor adventures. If you didn't get what you wanted for the holidays, make the move. The store, so many cool things to check out. You never want to leave once you step foot. An Arvada Army Navy Surplus. Historical military gears on the wall. 
kids and grandkids will have fun. It's really a, I mean, a terrific place. Stop by and see them in Old Town Arvada. Check them out at arvadasurplus.com. It's A-R-V-A-D-A, surplus.com. It's arvadasurplus.com. Good morning, everyone. It's a Saturday, the 30th of December, 2023. I'm Peter Boyle, 710 KNUS. Our Weather Center weather, 53. What a great day for a high, 43 Sunday and Monday, 48 degrees. Uh, we have lost on reggae. The Ramses are back in the news, and it's significant to say this to you again. The district attorney decided not to file charges against John and Patricia Ramsey. The grand jury wanted to indict them both. A lot of crap being put out there again by Channel 9 and other, other locations up and down the dial, as they say. I'm told Netflix is here dealing with the likes of a Michael Tracy or a Paula Woodward. These are lies, okay? Remember, it's lies. There is no, it's not a cold case. This is not a whodunit. And remember it well. Um, Donnie certainly knew it. We lost him. Let me do this, and then we'll start to play some other tunes from Don. The Kaplis Law Firm. Danny went through all of this. We Lynn Wood used to threaten Dan Kaplis and I. Remember, the Ramseys hired Lynn Wood. <laughs> Dan is believed to be the only attorney. Where, we have great stories. Dan and I have great stories. Been on TV... Danny wanted Lynn Wood to sue us. He said, bring it, Lynn. Kaplis is the only attorney in Colorado history to win five straight multimillion-dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. Dan and his partners won the largest truck crash settlements, the crash jury settlements in Colorado history. The firm's history of seven- and eight-figure settlements and verdicts speak for themselves. If you're, They're a firm where good people from all walks of life, without regard, ability to pay, the highest level of representation, the rich and the powerful enjoy, you get it. Capitalist Law believes talks cheap, experience counts, results matter. The firm would be happy to share with you its track record, jury verdicts, out-of-court settlements. I talk always about how Dan helped my family. Dan Capitalist Law believes who you hire says a lot more about you to everybody involved. They suggest that you choose a law firm that shares your values. The firm believes its core values the foundation of success, faith, integrity, hard work, and dedication. If you've got a question, please call Danny's firm. 303 770 5551. 303 770 5551. 303 770 5551. Uh, there's no question Patsy just changed hands. So you remember the box tops? And I, this came to me. I was running a lot back then. This was almost a rhythm song, The Letter. Don Reggae, Peter Boyle's Media Horror Productions presents. This was about the ransom note, if you would, Lou. Give me a Sharpie and a legal pad. This is the worst Christmas we've ever had. Today, what will people say? We better write us a letter. Start off the first sentence, listen carefully. Misspell some words so they don't think it's me. Use your other hand, making our demand. We better write us a letter. Well, we wrote us a letter, so some foreigners had her, and they wanted some <laughs> Don Reggae. Peter Boyle, 710K in U.S., the Ramsey's back in the news. Our guest, uh, first of all, is Reed. Uh, Reed is, of course, Donnie's brother, lives in Louisville. And Paul Bailey in Boulder. 
And we're talking about the brilliance of um, of Donnie. Now, that last song, the letter, was the ransom note song. And I had this idea, and I turned it over to, to Donnie, and he brought that song out. But, was he like that when he was a kid? Oh, he absolutely was. Uh, he, he started uh, music on piano at about the age of five and then went from there to drums, from there to guitar, and uh, never never dropped any of the original skills. And in fact, he refined them. And so, as I say, he was able to play all of the instruments. And uh, he, he just had a keen mind that was oh. always racing. Oh. And so when you gave him a, a little bit of uh, direction and also were his catalyst, well, then he would just uh, go from there. I mean, we... We would light stuff up. People um, may or may not remember. We became the number one morning show, AM and AM or FM, in Denver uh, on the back of investigating the Ramses. But when I had a, a, a co-host, which he turned into, of Don and Donnie actually became an expert on the murder itself, and it wasn't like he was just out there flip-flopping around. He became in, in an, almost an investigative reporter, Carol McKinley, uh, Don, and then there was the likes of Apollo Woodward and Michael Tracy, and they were, they're, they're just clowns. But at this point, they're beyond clowndom. They've entered, entered into another, uh, another realm. Um, Paul, did Donnie ever talk to you privately about the murder? Well, he would go into a lot of things because he was, Whenever he got interested in a topic, he would investigate it in detail and gather sources, and he would go through with a fine-tooth comb anything oh, man. that he could find and and accumulate uh, documentation. You know, get it get it all gelled in his mind and in his documents that he could work from. Now, he was good. I mean, he I, there was a few people that that I respected. Um, Carol was one and there were a handful of others that I respected as um, investigating, re investigative reporters, investigating reporters. But the rest of the media I had, and as I remain this day, have limited use for. And one of the queries, and this was after the grand jury did nothing. And there was a lot of speculation in how they got away with not getting indicted. And we came up with a friend. If, um, there was a song, "Friends and I Got Friends in Low Places," and Donnie and I turned that into <laughs> "Here It Comes." Uh, I got friend. They had friends in high places. If you put the guys on hold for a second, Lou, and play that, this is the the brilliance of uh, Don Reggae, Peter Boyle's Media Horror Productions. And again, uh, we've lost Donnie, but eighty-five um, percent of Media Horror was probably greater. Ninety percent was done. This is, I have, we have friends in high places, if you would. Does it seem strange to you that the parents need two sets of lawyers when they're innocent? The first one to call when your back's to the wall, they're all lawyers and partners and friends. They seem so surprised 
when the public surmised <laughs> that something was terribly wrong. God, was he a gift. In the dark Georgia night, if you listen just right, you can hear a couple singing this song. John and Patsy. Morgan and Foreman, the law firm. God. We'll knock him flat on his ass. <laughs> oh, he makes me laugh. That was a time, and um, and now we've lost on reggae. And his brother is with us, Reed, in Louisville, and then Paul Bailey, who contacted me uh, about losing Don. And now at the same time, the Ramsey case, and I have no idea why people want to give John Ramsey and or Patsy um, any room to speak, but Channel 9 did it again, which is to be expected, and the people in Boulder or whatever shame base they had about how how it happened. But it's important to remember, you're going to hear a lot of crap, and there's a word I'd rather use, but these one time they had sealed court documents, and one of the Colorado grand jurors um, broke silence and spoke. And he said they had seen everything, everything. And they said, look, we wanted to indict John and Patsy for the murder of that little girl. And Alex Hunter, who Donnie and I wrote songs about, decided that they would not file charges against John and Patricia Ramsey. And that was always the great mystery. Why didn't, why didn't he do it? And um, wrapping this up with Reed and Paul, Reed, kind of final things you'd like to say about your brother? Well, obviously he's sorely missed by family and friends, but uh, I'm very pleased that also uh, he was able to extend that to a broader audience with your help um, and uh, he inspiration me. to go he, on. He helped me. It was the other way around. To go on and do this stuff because uh, he definitely uh, fits the definition of media whore. He, oh, he, yeah. he, he loved doing this kind of stuff. And with your inspiration, uh, he was out there and had the forum. And so I, I thank you for the help yeah. and the, particularly now the acknowledgement that you've yeah. given him yeah. now with his passing. Thank I, you, Peter. I know, man. I uh, thank you. It's, um, you know, when, when I was told and Paul told me on the phone that, that Don was gone. And like I said, the kid I grew up with and we were close as young guys came, Tommy Holmes and his son called me, um, almost like an hour, two hours after I talked to Paul and, and uh, the Tom was gone. And I thought, wow, you know, these were times. And and Don Reggae, through that entire two-and-a-half-year period of the Ramseys getting away with it, and then we came up with this album that we that your brother named, and uh, Two Years, No Justice, and Twelve Annoying Songs, that <laughs> that, that spoke, spoke volumes about certainly the show, but certainly about Don. Don. Donnie knew, and I'll go back to Paul, Donnie knew that we were under their skin, that we, you know. Well, we, he, we he liked to rub people the wrong way, but he also rubbed people the right way. He continues to inspire because maybe a decade ago, my nephews, David and Mark, were out here, 
and he took them under their wing mm. and just kind of set up the studio and had them jam and mm-hmm. play some music. And now my nephew left after visiting here for Christmas back to Germany again, and he went straight on to their equivalent of the the Today Show. Oh, wow. He's playing in a couple of bands. He's on national TV, and Don really helped spark his musical adventure. Paul, anything that you'd like to say? Well, uh, you know, he was an inspiration to my nephew who's um, in Germany and, and mm. now playing in some I'm bands. Sorry. He just I, went back. I didn't hear voices straight. I apologize. I don't have any. So you're... Your best memory of, of Paul, of, of Don? The, the... Just that he would just step in and do anything that was fun and bring the creativity to those processes. Anything, Reed, you'd like to say as a final comment this morning about your brother? Uh, may he rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. He's given us a lot of smiles and oh, things yeah. to think about. Gave us a hell of a radio show, I'll tell you that. And um, we put it over the top, and he kept them in the spotlight. And he held he held a lot of people's feet to the fire. And in the end, the Ramses walked away. And that mm-hmm. was that was the great sadness. I, I'll never forget that, that they chose not to, whatever Alex Hunter was thinking, and to this day I have no idea. And we were stumped until... Uh, much later, the grand juror broke silence and said that they wanted to indict John and Patsy for the murder of that six-year-old little girl, JonBenet Ramsey. And for everybody in this audience, you're going to hear a lot of crap because it started again, the mysterious uh, cold case and the rest of it. Crap. Double crap. They killed that kid. And... Um, I don't get Paula Woodward. I don't get Michael Tracy. I don't get those people. But I guess it just goes with the business. And uh, I tell you what, now watching all the renewal, I wish to hell Donnie were here now. Think of the songs that he'd come up with now. God, he'd he'd have lit somebody up. He'd be right by your side. I'd I'd be by his side. Both of you guys... um, Reed, if you need anything, and Paul, thank you for doing what you did, and you guys take care of yourselves. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. All right, Peter. Be safe, fellas. Thanks. Uh, I want to do a turnaround, and we'll come back and talk about hyperbaric chambers, and then the book is The Soldier's Truth. Um, Ernie Pyle, uh, probably the, well, certainly the best war correspondent of the Second World War, and perhaps the greatest war correspondent of all. And what a life. Then Steve Harms will join us. We'll talk about The Iron Claw, the, the film that's now out about the Von Erichs. But I don't know. Losing, losing Donnie. That was a time. And Don Reggae is now gone. 710K and US 53, the high, right back after this. Saturday morning, everyone, 53 for a high today, 43 Sunday, Monday, 48 degrees. Thank you for being here. Coming up, the book, The Soldier's Truth, The Life of Ernie Pyle. In the meantime, now for well over 30 hours, my daughter and I have been spending almost, well, every afternoon at HBOT at the spa in hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Dr. Jeff joins us. My daughter's on the line. She's got a really busy morning. 
Hey, you guys, Dr. Jeff, thank you. And Shan, good morning and welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, Pete. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing great. I, uh, it was an car- emotional week, but we were in the hyperbaric oxygen therapy yesterday afternoon, my daughter and I. And, um, Shanner, what has happened to us through this? I, I just uh, can't say enough great things about the benefits and the uh, experiences we've had. Um, mine are different from yours, Dad, but, you know, I've been through a real big medical ordeal for years and am immune compromised. And the hyperbaric therapy has just helped me with healing and recovering, better energy, less inflammation. And um, I, I know Dr. Jeff can speak to this more eloquently, but Dad and you, I've seen you with more energy. You're sleeping better, and you bounce back from your pacemaker surgery so well because of it. It is amazing what has happened to the two of us, and we keep meeting listeners. <laughs> we yes, met on, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yesterday we, we met uh, that Ken guy. Oh, that was shine. great. Yeah, and we keep meeting Docs, so and we keep meeting people off the radio show. And now that it's New Year, or coming up on New Year's, um, the the five sessions, one-hour sessions for 100 bucks, you're going to hold that past the first of the year? Yeah, we're going to do it just into about the second week of January, but I'm still running our package specials right now. Buy 20, get two extra sessions. Buy 10, get an extra session, and a discounted first time, first month for all members instead of uh, its normal rate. It has a third of a discount off of that, a 33% discount. So you can come in as often as daily for once an hour, once a day uh, for 400 bucks to do it up to 24 sessions a month. And also, and we're hearing from listeners that the evidence is overwhelming that it also keeps disease away, that uh, the presence of oxygen uh, is the absence of disease. Doctor, is that true? It holds up. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that it has a tremendous effect on improving your immune system function, especially during this cold season and, uh, you know, keeping yourself as healthy as possible through optimizing the ability of your tissues to function by providing them with a 100% saturation of oxygen is a great way to do that. It is amazing. Uh, the people, Shannon, the, the young folks who run the clinic, and uh, we become friends with them. And here's here's the deal. Here's the phone number. 303-353-9623. It's 303-353-9623. And I don't know who's down there this morning is taking calls, but, Shan, do you know who's on the phones? Yes. Um, Haley's taking calls, and she's wonderful and amazing. All the staff there is. I just can't say enough great things and what a game changer this has been in my own health. And, you know, I'm almost 50, but I've been through enough where I feel like I'm in my 90s. <laughs> and I am so grateful, Dad, not only for you, but to Dr. Jeff and the whole staff at A-Spot, because this has been an enormous blessing in my life. Yeah, and it makes me a little emotional, but it's just so great. And it I can't good. thank Dr. Jeff enough. And Mel, we got to never, oh. never forget. And Mel, Mel. of course. Of course. Hey, Doc, um, thanks uh, for my family and for me, but it really works. That's, yeah. that's the cool part. Three old, it does. Yeah, man, yeah. it does. <laughs> it works. It's hard to, hard to argue with it. Come in and try it three, four times yourself, and you'll notice the difference, I guarantee you. 303-353-9623. Operators, as I say, are standing by or give a gift certificate to somebody. 
uh, for them to use it as well. Love you both. Doc, I'll talk to you. Shannon, see you in a little bit. Be safe. Okay, happy okay. New Year. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Uh, 303-696-1971. We're going to run out of time. On the other side, um, I got this book, and it's very, very lengthy for a lot of folks that may not know the life of Ernie Pyle. Ernie Pyle was America's most loved reporter and, of course, of course loses his life on, a, on an island. Uh, in this, in, and it's, what's interesting, he loses it on, it's, I think it's Chichijima, I think, is the island that he dies on. But I am now reading Flyboys. And um, Flyboys parallels all of this. And I can't wait to speak with uh, David Christinger, I think is his last name, uh, who wrote this book about Ernie Pyle. But I'm reading, now reading Flyboys. And Flyboys uh, is about those islands around Iwo Jima. And, of course, what happened to George Herbert Walker Bush. But Ernie Pyle has to be on the island on, on or about the same time. And his life is, is lost. But um, what, he was beloved by the enlisted men, and he wrote these amazing uh, columns about the Second World War. And I'm all, I'm right, now I'm currently reading another book called The Columnist about Drew Pearson. And how at one time, the powerful effects that um, newspaper columns had on this on this country, and the likes of Ernie Pyle. And by the way, Hemingway's there, and uh, there's a moment with Ernest Hemingway. But this is um, Ernie Pyle in the stories of the Second World War, and he was really, really a significant guy. So we will do a turn again. People you know, busting us on uh, what's the phone number? It's in Cherry Creek North, and that's where the clinic is. It's right like where uh, Choppers is, right near Choppers. It's three zero three. Three five three nine six two three three zero three three five three ninety six twenty three. All right, Louie, turn into Louie, break, cut, we can go. All right, we come back on the other side. A soldier's truth. And then Steve Harms is gonna join us, who actually worked for Fritz von Erich, and now this film is not getting all the attention called The Iron Claw. It is Saturday morning, fifty three the high, forty three on Sunday, Monday, forty eight degrees, coming up at the end of the year. Stay here. <laughs> 